You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello and welcome in to Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, coming at you from beautiful Central Florida. Thanks for listening. Got a great interview for you today with author and apologist Jason B. Ladd, excited uh, for the content he's going to share. We're going to dive into that in just a moment. Before we do that, can I ask everyone for a huge favor? If you haven't had the chance to do this already, could you leave us a review? In particular, if you're an Apple user, you know, using, uh, you know, using the podcast app on your iPhone or your iPad, or maybe you're even on your desktop in the iTunes desktop software. Either way, can you head on over, leave a five-star rating, and tell the world how much you love the podcast? Those are a huge, huge help. I mean, they make a big difference. The, the, the more reviews we have, the further up the search rankings will appear. So it's one way you can really help the podcast out. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, you've enjoyed anything, that I've shared or any of our interview guests have shared, head on over, leave a review. That would be awesome. Thank you in advance. All right, let's dive into the interview. I had a chance to interview author, apologist, and speaker Jason B. Ladd, who before that was a Marine uh, for many years, and he's got some incredible insights. He's kind of dove into uh, the world of apologetics. If you're not familiar, apologetics is basically uh, the art of of defending the faith, the people who you know fight for, defend the faith, kind of using reason, logic, evidence, science, philosophy, uh, history, archaeology, whatever, uh, the, the field of people, uh, the, the historians, the scholars, the scientists that, uh, that use the, the natural world as well as philosophy and logic to defend the Christian faith are known as uh, apologists, and they're in the field of apologetics. Obviously, we've we've had a variety of different apologetics-related uh, topics in different, uh, you know, in previous episodes. And so, uh, Jason's going to really talk to us about uh, the world of apologetics, and more specifically, he's going to talk to us about about Christian worldview and really viewing the world through the lens of Scripture. I think it's going to be really valuable. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my interview with Jason B. Ladd. Um, excited today, we've got special guests on the line. He is Jason B. Ladd. He is a author, speaker, and apologist. Spent 14 years serving our nation in the Marine Corps, and uh, he's got a new book out that I'm excited to talk to him about. It's called One of the Few, a Marine Fighter Pilot's Reconnaissance of the Christian Worldview, available at Amazon, and uh, he, Jason is available to us today. He's going to share with us about the world of apologetics. Jason, coming at us from the great land of Alaska. How's it feeling up there tonight, man? That's right. First, thank you, Kenny, for having me on. It is great to be here. Um, it's unseasonably warm. We are expecting a little more snow this year, but uh, we hear it's really going to come hit us hard next year. But uh, we are doing just uh, great. Man, I uh, I have always wanted to go to Alaska. It's one of the few places in the States that I want to go that I have not been. So I'll have now that I've, I know someone there, I, got, I have to make a point to get there now. Yeah, well worth it. Come during the summer and uh, do some uh, salmon fishing down on the Kenai. Sounds good. Oh, well, Jason, thank you so much for taking time out to invest in our audience. Excited about uh, what you're going to share. And so you've got your book out, uh, One of the Few, where you share, you know, uh, kind of it's, it's kind of a cross between your story uh, as well as just some great thoughts on Christian worldview. And so I want to just kind of give you the time to feel free to share with the audience. We want to cover the topic of what is apologetics 
and, and why does it matter to the average Christian? So the time is yours. Give us some thoughts on that. Well, yeah, that's a great question, and uh, I love uh, trying to answer that question uh, because apologetics played a large role in what brought me to the faith in the first place. The way that I uh, I just wrote this book was to try to bring a little bit of a different flavor to uh, a book that contains apologetics and some theology and some philosophy. Going back to tell you a little bit about my story, uh, growing up, I didn't have a, a real recognized worldview. I wasn't. Uh, I didn't go to uh, church much, or if at all, growing up, I wasn't a Christian by any means. But when I was around 25 or 26, some things happened that made me start asking some big questions. I became a father uh, for, uh, we had a son and we had a daughter on the way. And uh, a conversation between my wife and I one night uh, led to the question, what do you think happens when we die? And I realized that I just had no good answer for that. And that's when I, I started to feel like a father kind of unprepared to mm. answer my children's questions uh, when they eventually one day came. And I, I didn't have the answer myself. So that sparked off a, a search. Um, we would, were planning on going to church. My wife uh, was a Christian. She was raised in a Christian home, a wonderful uh, model of, uh, of a, a person of faith and just who, who, who shows you that example of something that yeah. there's something they have that you don't know what it is, but you want it. Uh, and I saw that in her. And so we decided to go to church and I was interested. Uh, and we went to church and the first service, I think they offered a copy of Lee Strobel's The Case for Faith to anyone who was interested. And I was excited. I was like, yeah, I have some, some honest questions. I'd be really right. interested in hearing more about this. And I took the book home and I, I just devoured it. I loved it. Uh, I thought they, it adequately addressed a lot of the questions I had, had in my own head. And that was the first book on apologetics and really um, book on Christianity that I read. And I, I, I never stopped since then. That was back in 2005 or 2006. So I loved, I fell in love with apologetics. I really saw the need for being able to explain uh, why we believe what we believe. Uh, I wasn't, uh, it wasn't always that way for me. I wasn't raised in a Christian home. It didn't come natural. So for me, I did have to be convinced a little bit. I did have to have some of those presuppositions or intellectual obstacles removed before I'd be willing to explore other options, other worldly things, supernatural things. Uh, and so that's kind of the perspective I came from. Um, so I wanted to write a book that would share uh, apologetics with people, kind of give an introduction. Again, I'm not a real smart guy, but I've read some real smart guys. I know where some of them live, and I know some of the books they wrote. Uh, and I wanted to share that with people. Uh, but I wanted to kind of wrap it in story, because we know the story is really what people connect with. And I've been privileged to have had experiences uh, thus far that make for some great stories uh, becoming a Marine, going through Navy flight school, uh, flying Hornets, uh, flying in combat over Iraq uh, for a six-month tour. Uh, those kind of things, people, um, their ears perk up, and it's, uh, it's a privilege to be able to have those kind of stories to share with people. Um, and so I wrapped, I wrapped my life, as you said in the beginning, kind of some of my life experiences around this introduction to apologetics to get people who might not otherwise pick up a book by a pastor or a philosopher or a theologian, but they might pick up a book about a Marine um, or a fighter pilot, right. or a Marine Corps fighter pilot uh, that kind of talks about his training. So that was kind of the initial concept for the book. Man, Jason, I, so I, I love the idea. You, you've said several things I want to highlight. One was the idea that you, you, see, you see something in your, in your wife's family, and you, you said it perfectly, something you don't know what it is, but, but you know you want it. 
And so I, I mean, I, I had a very similar experience. I didn't grow up in a Christian home. And one of my best friends in middle school said, hey, you want to go to church? Invited me over to his house and I started having dinner at their house every Wednesday night. And, and to this day, I tell people regularly that that ultimately was the, the, the biggest spark of what drove me to, uh, you know, to, to, to wanting to just question, okay, who is this God? Is he real? What, what does he really mean? Like, does he really care about me? And all those questions really started because I saw in a family a, a, an element of Christ that I didn't have in my family. I didn't know what it was. I wouldn't have, ex- all, like, same way. I didn't, all I knew was they've got something I don't got and I want it and I want to know more about it. And so that led me to asking questions. And it seems like that was a big part of, of the story. Um, so I, I love, by the way, can, can you maybe briefly give the audience just a little 10 second blurb about the book, The Case for Faith um, and Lee Strobel, just for anyone listening to this is not familiar with him. Sure, Lee Strobel, uh, if uh, memory serves, uh, was a, was he a lawyer? Uh, I believe, a, a, or was I a journalist? Remember. No, no, he was a journalist. He used to work, I think, for the Chicago Chicago Tribune. Tribune correct, correct. So he's a journalist um, who also saw an example in his own wife. He was a former atheist, um, saw her example again, started asking the questions, and then decided to make his own investigation into uh, Christianity. And he decided to do it with the same journalistic uh, acumen and precision and objectivity that he would do for any uh, article. Right. Uh, and so he, he goes off on this journey. Um, and for the book, he interviews uh, some of the leading scholars on the different uh, fields in the Christian studies, um, the, the historicity of the Gospels, the crucifixion. Um, and he goes to the, the leading experts in the field and he gives them the tough questions, the questions that uh, people who don't believe in Christianity often uh, have. Uh, why does a God who is supposed to be all good allow suffering? Um, yeah. Isn't religion the cause of most major wars? Um, isn't uh, religion uh, dangerous, not only uh, useless, but dangerous? Things like that. And he addresses them, uh, he uses these experts and scholars and addresses them one by one until in the end he's left with, uh, with no excuse but to uh, believe in the truth of the gospel. Yeah, that's really great. He's got several books out. The, the two that I've read uh, are The Case for Christ and The Case for Faith. So really, really great stuff. Um, so, so Jason, so, t- so give us, unpack for us, you know, how did you actually come to the point? What were some of the thought process that, that led you to kind of where you are today? Well, as far as uh, I spent 14 years on uh, active duty as a F-18 Hornet pilot. Uh, decided side side was, note, thank you for serving our nation. Man. It's, awesome. oh, thank, it's, it's, it's my privilege uh, and my honor to serve. Um, but it was time, uh, some, some life events had caused us to decide it was time to, uh, to leave the active duty service. And uh, we're fo- following a family dream um, to move up to Alaska. So that's kind of the location piece of it. Um, as far as the apologetics piece of it, like I said, once I started walking that Christian path, even though I had all the questions and I wasn't sure what I was doing, I decided I'm going to walk this path because it seems like the right path. And I'm, I'll, I'll ask the questions and hopefully the ones that I don't have answers to, I'll have adequate answers to. And that's, that's been the case. Mm. So, and I, in this, this uh, study of apologetics, I ran into s- such high quality and caliber of individuals who are sharing the faith. One of my heroes, obviously, uh, Dr. Ravi Zacharias with uh, Ravi Zacharias International Ministries, uh, has such a focus on not just answering the question, but answering the questioner. And they really combine the head and the heart piece. 
because what I found, what many people find that start uh, getting into apologetics is you, you can get very into the head. Right. Um, you can fall in love with the logic and the argument, um, and you can forget about the person, and you can forget that until a heart is open, the mind will stay closed uh, to anything you have to say. So I really uh, have a high respect for uh, that organization, their speakers. You mentioned Norm Geiser before, but I think the second book I read was I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist by Norm Geiser and Frank Turek, uh, who I later learned was a Navy veteran as well. I had the privilege to meet him at a conference a few years ago. But kind of the second um, uh, the second part of your question on uh, what is apologetics and why does it matter well, it matters, you know, I'm reminded of a quote that I saw recently in Oz Guinness um, uh, wrote a book called Fool's Talk, and it's all about uh, rediscovering the art of Christian persuasion, mm. which is the subtitle of the book itself. And he, he says how we're living in a different time than the early Christians uh, when Christianity was just spreading after the death uh, of Jesus. And essentially, I'm just going to paraphrase it here. I don't want to bore you with reading a quote verbatim, but he says, back then, the the message of Christianity was so new and so strange that they had to somehow teach it to people and teach them how it's going to fit in the way that they view the world. He says, today we have a much different problem as apologists. Today, the message of Christianity is so old that people are convinced uh, that they know it so well, even though a lot of them probably don't know it well at all. That's a great Yet at the point. same time, they're convinced they're tired of it. Mm. Um, and that's a paraphrase, but I really find that to be the challenge. Um, uh, a lot of people uh, that I've spoken with, you know, will readily admit they, they know what they believe, but they really struggle um, to try, if they were to have to explain why they believe it to someone else, especially a non-believer. Uh, and it just depends. A lot of people grow up in a community where everybody's a believer. So there's never, there was never any thought of, it, it wouldn't even occur to me to have to explain why I believe. Well, growing up, we all right. believe this. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of the country, there's a lot of the world that didn't grow up believing it. And it really uh, does take some explaining um, in order to uh, play, uh, play that role. You know, because it's, you know, apologetics is great, but it goes hand in hand with evangelism and uh, uh, making room for the Holy Spirit to work. You know, it's just one piece of the puzzle, but it is, uh, I believe, an important piece for that reason. Right. Man, some really great, great thoughts, Jason. If there's someone listening to this, let's say, and this is probably the a lot of the a lot of the typical people listening to this would say, "I'm a Christian. I'm, I'm a Christ follower. Um, I feel like I know, I have some knowledge of the Bible. Maybe don't feel like I'm an expert. Uh, you know, I, I have a lot of conversation with people that say things like that." And they 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 want to share their faith. They they they, they want to be confident to talk to the atheists at work or their friend who is you know doesn't really believe anything. Doesn't have you know doesn't have a distinguishable worldview as you put it earlier. Um, but they don't necessarily feel super confident. What 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 advice would you give to that person? How do they start going in the direction of being confident in in defending their faith? That's a great question. Um... Well, I, I would start out with the mindset of, you know enough already, go. You know, go forth and do. Do it with what you know. Um, if I had decided not to write anything down, you know, and publish a book until I had my master's, or I became a doctorate, or I had X number of uh, whatever you want to measure, it never would have happened. But I know enough. So take what you know and go forward and use it to the best of your ability. 
And what does that mean? It means you're going to run into uh, something that you can't handle and you're going to have to walk away uh, maybe feeling uh, unprepared. But, you know, that's that's just part of the game. You know, we, we learn more by our failures than we do by our successes. So the first part of that, I'd say, is you know, there's no time like the present. There's a time for everything. And now might be the time to just step out forward uh, in boldness and in faith. Uh, but on the second hand, after that, after that first attempt, uh, if it doesn't go as well as you'd hoped, uh, you know, do a little, uh, devote a little bit of study time to it. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the things, one of the great books is uh, Gregory, Greg Kokel's uh, book called Tactics. And that book really, uh, it's, it's exactly what it says. It's tactics for listening to people's arguments and learning how to process them, um, find problems if, if they exist, and, and gently respond to them with gent, gent, gentleness and respect, uh, as we're called to do as apologists. But even some simple things as, as learning how to identify a circular argument um, is a, something that's simple to do, and it's extremely effective. So when someone uh, is saying things that are self-defeating and you can know that and point that out to them, they might very quickly go, you know, you're right. I I didn't realize um, I'd have to be skeptical about my skepticism Um, or I didn't realize that when I say I don't believe in beliefs, that that's a belief. Um, And it it, it can kind of make somebody take a step back and put that little pebble in their shoe uh, when they go home that night and say, man, maybe I, I do need to give some more thought because... Ideas have consequences, and beliefs uh, lead to ideas. And you know, we've seen the kinds of things that can happen when uh, the the wrong ones go unchecked. Man, this was just some uh, really, really good thoughts, uh, Jason. Uh, before before I let you go, a- anything else of any topic or anything on your mind that you would say here? You know, as someone who you know, someone listening to this maybe is learning, growing, trying to grow in their understanding of theology of God. Of, of interacting with people and how do they share their faith? Any other bits of wisdom that you have discovered that you want to share? The biggest thing is no matter what course of study you decide to pursue is your time is always well spent mm. uh, getting to know the person you're, 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 you want to you share the gospel with. You can't, you can't discover the treasure of their heart, as Oz Guinness would say, until you get to know them. And it's when you discover the treasure of a person's heart that you may have an opportunity to show them how the way they're living and what they say they believe, there may be cons- inconsistencies with that. And that could be the one thing to flip the switch, um, uh, uh, which could lead them to begin asking questions and, and giving alternative worldviews a chance. Man, that's some really, really great thoughts, man. Jason, thank you so much for taking time out. Uh, I'm really excited about this. You, you've mentioned several books already throughout the course of the interview. Uh, any other additional books that you would recommend as people are continuing their own study? You know, uh, the Least Trouble books are great. Um, anything by Ravi Zacharias is great. Uh, um, Oz Guinness uh, is a brilliant writer and thinker as well. Um, but I, but if you're someone that uh, wants to see the logic, if you want to see a logical step-by-step process from does truth even exist and is it knowable to I believe Christianity is true, then I don't have enough faith to be an atheist is a great book to start with. That's that's a great book. Yes. Frank, Frank Turek and Norm Geisler, uh, two of the greatest apologists of our era, of our time, no doubt. Uh, and then, of course, to all of our listeners, highly recommend check out Jason B. Ladd's book. It's called One of the Few, a Marine Fighter Pilot's Reconnaissance of the Christian 
worldview. And we will have a link both to that book and all of the other books on our website. You can go to theologyfortherestofus.com. We'll have the show notes for this episode posted and all of the books that Jason has mentioned this evening, including his, will be will be listed there. Highly, highly recommend. Go to our website, check that out, pick up a copy of Jason's book. I think you will be quite pleased. Uh, Jason, thank you so much again. If anyone listening to this wants to just keep in contact with you or just wants to keep up with all things Jason Ladd, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, for the book, they can just go to onefthefewbook.com. Um, and uh, for myself, uh, my website is jasonblad.com. That's uh, Ladd is L-A-D-D. Um, and they'll find a uh, free audiobook offer as well. If they subscribe to my blog, um, I'm giving my audiobook away for free. And that's over eight hours of uh, narrated by the author. That's fantastic. So head over to Jason's site. We'll also have a link on, uh, on the Theology for the rest of, us, rest of Us site as well. So they can link over there and get a free audiobook uh, from Jason B. Ladd. Jason, again, from Alaska, thank you for joining us. This has been a blast. My pleasure. Thanks so much. And there you have it, my interview with Mr. Ladd himself. That was uh, really great content. I really enjoyed connecting with Jason even before and after the interview. He was just a really great guy, and I thought he really shared some good stuff the interview. I hope that was uh, inspiring and challenging. Uh, I hope that you know maybe after listening to this interview that you're challenged to dig into the world of apologetics a little bit, uh, at least. you know First and foremost, for our own faith, I think when we dig into the world of apologetics, it really boosts our own confidence, you know, our confidence in the authenticity and accuracy of the scriptures, you know, our confidence in the biblical narratives, our confidence that that not only that God exists, but that he is who we think he is, that that we're that we're right about his character and nature, that he is a, a God of love. And so, you know, as we dig into the world of apologetics, it really corroborates the biblical accounts in a lot of ways and it can boost our own confidence and our own faith. Um, secondly, I think it's important to dig into the world of apologetics so that we're prepared to have conversations with people who may not believe the way we believe, and people who are not Christians, who are inquiring or seeking, or maybe people who are seeking to be antagonistic or attacking the faith. I think it's important that we be prepared to have quality, intelligent, rational conversations with them, uh, both you know, both from the world of evidence as well as, well as some of the world of f- philosophy, logic, and worldview. There's some really great thoughts, I think, in Jason's book as well as in some of the other books that he mentioned that would be valuable and helpful to you as you seek to have some of those conversations. So I encourage you, pick up a copy of Jason's book, you know, support him, what he's doing, and as, as well as learning from him. And then also check out some of the other books from some of the other authors he mentioned. I think that could be a, a great value to you. Uh, we will have uh, a variety of books, apologetics books, mentioned uh, in the show notes notes for this episode, both uh, all of the books and authors that Jason mentioned, as well as some others that I want to add to that. So head over to our website, theologyfortherestofus.com. Look at the show notes for episode 154. You'll see a variety of apologetics books uh, there that you can check out. In addition, there'll be a link that you can click on that'll take you right over to the Amazon page where you can get a copy of Jason Ladd's new book. I think that'll be a great value to you. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you have a question or a topic that you'd like me to address, shoot me an email. Or if you know someone that you think would make a great interview guest, I'd also love to hear from you. Let me know. Maybe we can have them on the podcast. My email address is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. Quick heads up, I have another podcast that is designed for youth leaders and youth workers that are investing in the lives of middle school, high school, college students. It's it's a podcast designed to be inspiration and resources. You can check that out. It's called the Student Ministry Podcast, and you can find it at studentministrypodcast.com. 
Reminder, you can find me on Twitter. I tweet a lot, and I love connecting with people there. I'd love to connect with you. Find me at Kenneth Ortiz. That's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us.